To have passion in life is everything. What's your Everest? Oh, is it yeah. that 200 inch box? They just look so impressive when they're wide. Especially running away. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Eastman's Elevated. It's like a think tank for outdoor activity. Sounds exactly like my hunting. Just always thinking about it, always trying to evolve it and make it better. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's happening, guys? Got a brand new Eastman's Elevated for you. So this week on the podcast, I have back on my good buddy, Dan Hebron. So I don't have Dan on the podcast enough, as every time he comes over, we're doing such cool stuff. Like, we're always going uh, dark to dark and not much time in between. But I was fortunate enough to get him on the podcast. We've been bear hunting really hard, and we had an epic night uh, just a few nights ago, it was Sunday evening, and so I wanted to get him on the podcast early in the morning before he took off. So we're running a little sleep deprived. We're on a few hours of sleep, but it's a great podcast all about this this giant boar that he harvested with his bow. And um, man, it was just so cool. And as always, there's a lot of tips and tactics that are throughout this episode. We talk about travel and some tags we have and making plans, and then. Um, yeah, also tell the story of this bear and our bear season and some of the things we're focused on. So I think it's a great recording. I think you guys will enjoy it. We'll get right into it. I just want to thank a couple of my sponsors. I want to thank Zamberlin Boots. I've been using Zamberlin Boots for the last few years, and I absolutely love them. So they've come out with a bunch of these lightweight shoes now, and they're just built for hunting. They're uh, Gore-Tex, so they're waterproof, so you don't get dust and debris in them. You also don't get wet feet in the wet grass or when it rains. Uh, they also are super lightweight, under two pounds a set. Uh, they have a Vibram sole. They're built a little stiffer and a little burlier to hold up to the mountain abuse we put on them. I absolutely love them. I'd say my favorite pair is the Saluth, um, but they also now have a ankle high, like a low cut boot in the Saluth that I also think would be good. Um, I've also really been liking, um, I like the Free Blast, and then I'd say the Anabasis is high on my list now, and the Anabasis has a mid-height as well. Uh, it's a real comfortable shoe uh, built with a little bit more play in it. I really like those as well. Uh, for the low-cut boot, like I say, I try those Saluce. I also really like the 320 Trail Light Evo GTX. Great ankle support. They're under three pounds per set. I use these boots all the time. I love them as well. Uh, Zamberlin has a bunch of different offerings no matter what your personal preference is. If you like a higher boot, a stiffer boot, more flexible one, they've got the boot for you. And I just love how this company, they don't cut any corners. They they put the most into all the, the construction and the craftsmanship of these shoes and boots. And then they just, they spend the right amount of money for all the components of these shoes. So they're getting high materials when they're building them. I've never had a shoe stay waterproof as long as Zamberlin's. And they test every boot that they, or every Gore-Tex booty they put in a boot, they test every single one of them, uh, submerging it in water and make sure it doesn't leak. So uh, just a great boot. Uh, make sure to go check them out if you're in the market for some new shoes or boots this season. I also want to thank Savage. Savage makes the best out-of-the-box accurate rifles on the market. So impressed by these rifles. They have a bunch of different models. So they have mo models to fit your price point. Uh, they have the 110 Ultralight, which we, we really like around the Eastman's office. And it comes in in a, a lightweight, like under six pounds for the rifle. 
And, um, man, they're just so accurate. I had my rifle sighted in. Like, I, I built up this rifle with a Sig Sauer scope, and I had it sighted in within a few shots and just shooting such tight groups. They seem to get along with all different types of ammo. Uh, they're an absolutely killer rifle setup. So uh, go check them out on the website. If you're in the market for a new rifle, whether it's a deer rifle, elk rifle, they have all different calibers. You can build the rifle you want, and you just can't buy a more accurate, better rifle for the money. So uh, check them out over at Savage. I also want to thank Stone Glacier. Man, I really like these guys over at Stone Glacier. Uh, they're all just absolute go-getters, and they're just like us. They're out getting it on public land, self-guided, working really hard at their craft. So nothing but respect for these guys. In fact, I'm going to go up to the Stone Glacier headquarters here next week. We're going to record a podcast up there. Uh, I'm really excited as um, I've really enjoyed their gears. They it seems like they're building it for me. They build minimalist mountain gear. And so I've been using their sleep setups, been using their tents. Uh, they have a bomb-proof one-person four-season tent that I use for nasty storms. They also have a two-person bomb-proof four-season tent. And then what I really like is their bivy tent setup. comes in at a pound and a half, and it's a modular system where I've added a vestibule and added a bathtub floor to mine. And then, um, man, it's such lightweight, single wall design, but for a pound and a half, you have a quality shelter. And so I use this for all my early season hunts, all my early season high country mule deer into elk season. I can just travel with my camp on my back and travel light as, you know, uh, uh, that weight on your back is such an equalizer. So uh, really minimalist setups, but quality gear. And then their sleeping bags are just unparalleled. They have a zero degree and a 15 degree, which will hold a comfort rating right down to their temp rating. So the 15 degree, I can sleep to 15 degrees in it and keep warm. They also have a 30 degree blanket that's super lightweight. And I'll take that on a lot of my early August hunts. Uh, so if you're in the market for a new tent, new sleeping bag, make sure to check out those guys over at Stone Glacier. And to save some money over there at Stone Glacier, uh, you can get free shipping if you put in the promo code Eastman's Elevated. Uh, capitalize both E's, but put in Eastman's Elevated at checkout, and um, that'll save you and get you some free shipping. And then um, also it brings such weight to the podcast, which I really appreciate. So uh, thanks for the support, guys. Go check them out. I also want to thank Black Ovis. Black Ovis is an internet retail shop that has absolutely everything you need for your next hunt. They carry all the top name brands as well as their own name brand. Super knowledgeable staff that can answer all your questions in there. So if you have any questions, give them a shout and um, get your order together and over to Black Ovis. Uh, we've also got a promo code there that'll save you 10% on your order. So 10% is major when you're picking up new hunting gear. So enter the code ELEVATED10 at checkout and that'll save you 10%. Also check out Camo Fire. Camo Fire is an app where they have 80 new hunting deals that come up every 24 hours. You can save a pile of money as they're hugely discounted items, but they are top name brands. So uh, you can get that app at Camo Fire and look for those hot deals that are coming out. Okay, I also want to remind you, Eastman's Tag Hub, we're revamping Eastman's Tag Hub with a new map program, um, uh, more concise, like just, um, just new and improved. Like I'm really impressed by it. I've been using it to apply for these tags. That's super cool. So you can get uh, also a free subscription to Mountain Tough Fitness by putting in the promo code BRIAN at checkout. 
Um, so yeah, it's a great deal. Tag up for the uh, internet research. And then also check out our Mule Deer course. I've told you guys about it. It's a great course. It'll definitely further your learning and get you ready for this year's Mule Deer season. It'll cut your learning curve by years. And if you put in the promo code BRIANMDC, uh, that'll save you 10% on your order. Um, so it's like comes out to 90 bucks for this course that's absolutely everything I know about Mule Deer. So go check that out. Also, make sure to check out uh, my new podcast I'm doing with Dan Picard. Uh, it's called Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal Podcast Edition: Life of a Bow Hunter. Uh, it's just great. We can go in depth on these bow hunting subjects, and um, me and Dan have such a good chemistry together. We're five episodes in, or there's four episodes now. You have to search it. It's on a different feed. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can get that one. Uh, it's just um, it is information packed. And there is so much good content, good listening in it. Uh, so proud at how these are coming out. And and they're only going to improve and get better from here. But uh, the four episodes are out are great. We've got one where we go in-depth on all our gear and setups, whether we're backpack camping or truck camping. Uh, we go into um, uh, archery setups. We go in-depth in tuning. And so we can just go further down the rabbit hole on some of these subjects about bow hunting. So I'm really proud of these recordings. I'll be releasing uh, uh, another one out, which will be the fifth episode. So you can check that out. As of right now, we're going to do every two weeks. So, um, yeah, subscribe. Leave me a review. It really helps out. Uh, we're trying to grow this podcast, so um, give you guys some more listening content. So, um, yeah, go search it. Go check it out and uh, let me know what you think. Man, with that, um, let's get into this podcast. So my good buddy, Dan Heverin. Uh, we've been bear hunting pretty hard and um, able to get a perfect arrow in a bear the other night, and this is the recording right after we did so. So uh, I'm your host, Brian Barney, Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. Okay. AM podcast. You got your coffee, huh? Yes, sir. A couple of them. Alrighty. Well, we're um, just sitting down for a podcast here, so we had kind of a late night. We're running off about four or five hours of sleep. Pretty good night, though, huh? Yeah, it was good. It was a heavy pack out one of those nights. It was great. Yeah, sweet, man. Yeah, you arrowed a great boar last night, and um, man, it's so fun. Like, I really think spot and stock bears with a bow and arrow are one of the most difficult animals in Montana. Like, there's just... There's not as many of them as ungulates, as deer and elk, and even with their numbers condensed, it's just they can be random to find. You can sit on a vantage point one night that's perfect and see zero bears, and the next night you can see three bears like we did last night, yeah, man. exactly, yeah. Um, kind of noticing this season, it's like with the snow and all the moisture and everything we have, it seems like we're seeing our majority of our numbers at that high elevation that we've been watching, and then all of a sudden yesterday it kind of... It's kind of a magical day once we got up all the way hiked in there. Um, they were kind of all over the place. Yeah, it was it was uh, raining and, yep. and kind of overcast, so a great day to hunt bears. And, um, yeah, we went out. You've been over here. This is your second trip. I think I'm maybe eight or nine days deep. You're maybe six or seven days deep of hunting yep. bears. Yep. And, um, yeah, me and you have both got so addicted to hunting these bears with their bow. And we, we actually... 
I don't know if I, when I killed my first one, I don't know if you were bow hunting. Well, you were. We were just, we didn't know each other, I guess. But mm-hmm. we then we met each other, I think back in like 2009, some somewhere in there. We went on our first mule deer hunt in 2010, but we've, we've been hunting bears ever since. And so we learned a lot yeah. of this country together. So yep. now, you know, you're moved up to Helena, so you're a ways away. And so you yep. make trips down here and then we team up for bear hunting. And man, it's just been a riot. You were with me a couple years ago when I aired a great chocolate and you were like right by my side, right behind yeah, me. That was awesome. And then last night we got to return the favor and I yep. was right on your hip pocket as you were able to kill that bear. <laughs> but I guess maybe um, start from the beginning. Like we don't put as much effort into the early season. We kind of know this country yep. and know when the grass is right now. And we used to just waste all this time in <laughs> April trying to get it. But we, we kind of know now when it turns mm-hmm. on and usually it turns on about two weeks sooner than it did here. Uh, but yeah, kind of talk us through this trip or yesterday, I guess, um, headed to the vantage point. Uh, we hunt afternoon evenings usually just yep. because we know it's going to be good. Um, yeah, we get our, give ourselves the best, uh, opportunity for when they're actually out, you know, we're, we're trying to catch them on that really, really neon green grass. Um, and we're trying to also catch them cause we, we saw bears day before we each were on a bear or each saw a bear. And so it, uh, right now that the rut's starting to kick in, so the the boars are starting to chase the sows around. They're traveling country. It seems like their heads down. They're sniffing. Um, they're stopping here or there to to graze on grass. But it seems like the ones that we've been seeing prior to last night, they've been really cruising country. Um, so it's been kind of frustrating. You you spot them off a couple miles away, and you're like, sweet, I got a bear, and all of a sudden he's gone. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happened the night before. Yeah, yeah. we were. I actually went like three days in a row of seeing bears. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that night before we split up, which we do a lot when we hunt together. It's like real effective strategy to get, you know, to give us both a chance. And also we gain twice the information. Yep. And so exactly. you went and hunted one drainage. I went and hunted another one. Mm-hmm. You got on a bear down in the bottom down there and made a play after him. He just kind of walked out of your life. Exactly. Yeah. I just couldn't keep up with him. It's thick. There's cottonwoods. There's all sorts of stuff down there. So it's like you get him and you just try to go down, make a play. And he'd be gone. So you'd have to back all the way up, get your elevation and try to him again move around with him and try to you know like pretend you know which direction he's heading you know and just try to make the best of it what color was that one that was another chocolate one was it yeah it was Mm -hmm. a lot lighter than the one i killed um his back was a lot lighter but he had the really really dark uh legs on him all four legs were Mm -hmm. super dark so he was was a cool looking bear um and then you went and took a picture of his track too yeah yeah, and we used their track to judge him as well as like you know, it takes a long time looking at mm-hmm. these bears to be able to judge them. But if you take the width of their front pad and you add a foot, that's how big the bear is roughly. So his pad was four, four and yep. a half inches. So he's a five, five and a half foot bear. Yep. And really, you know, black bears don't get giant. I mean, they do get giant, right? Like we do kill six foot plus bears and even mm-hmm. six foot six and even seven foot bears in Montana. Um, and, and when we're talking feet, you know, we're talking square. So we measure from the front pad to the front pad, not stretched. And then also from the tip of the nose to the tail, Exactly. but a more common bear, like the ones most guys shoot are going to be, you know, what? Five foot or yeah. less or is yeah. it like an average bear. And, yep. and we try to shoot for like 
five and a half footer, big pumpkin head on him. Yep, big like, shoulders, yeah, big forearms. Yeah. yeah, you want something that I mean, you've seen a couple of this year that are like we call them belly draggers over here. So I mean, they come out of the den and they're still just big old bears. And of course, they're eating and maybe they got a kill somewhere. Or who knows what they're eating on? But they come out still looking pretty fat out of the den, which is wild. Mm-hmm. But there's some big bears around. I mean, this year alone, we've seen some pretty massive bears yeah well and and sometimes you have to look over 10 small ones before you see one big one like the big bear is the exception Mm -hmm. not the rule and uh, so it's nice when we're running into those big big boars like that and so night before you got on a bear i got on a bear uh one i like was almost like a cinnamon color like a dark cinnamon he had a little red to him but he was a, a mega giant, and so yeah. I just sent it over there on the hillside. I just went for him. <laughs> he like wasn't in the best spot or like yeah. holding towards a meadow, but he kind of headed towards a semi-open basin. And so I just thought, well, I'm just going to give myself a chance and get over there. And there was a real steady wind, and I thought, well, I'll get behind him and see if I can catch him in there. And I, I never did catch him. You never caught up with your bear. So then, yeah. you know, leads us to last night and hunting, hunting again. And yeah, you know, we um. Yeah, it's just our system is pretty good. We've been hunting them for so long up and through there. And when you're hunting with a bow, it's you're not going to kill every one. And so, you know, we have to have places where we can see numbers of them. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm, I think my bear count, I mean, I think I lost count last night because we ended up seeing three black bears and then three grizzly last night. But yep. I think my, my count is like eight black bears so far and three grizzly in about like eight or nine days of hunting in there and usually end of the season i usually average about a bear a day yep i agree with that for sure yep sometimes you have those days where you see you know five six of them or more but yeah i haven't seen that quite this year like i said it's been it's been a weird year it's been good it's just been uh it's like we've been been smart and kind of sitting back waiting for the waiting for the grass to be right waiting for the weather to be nice and so it's like um all of a sudden it's it's popping like yeah right well, now. well you saw two the weekend before yeah, i saw two um yeah and basically in the same place that we've been trying i've been trying to kill a bear in this place where i killed a bear last night for Dude, years there is no one that deserves a bear more in that drainage i've, I've been able to get a couple of them out of there which yeah. is nice i've got a nice chocolate out of there that i'm real yep. proud of but yeah dude there's nobody that deserves a bear more oh, out man. of that drainage we it's one of our favorite drainages we've got about four drainages that we really like i mean we've got other spots too but, yeah, but these are just our go-to like yep. i think i've you know i've killed you know, at least four or five of my good boars in yep. these drainages over in, in that there. area, yeah. in that box. Yeah, so yeah, just... nobody deserves it more. Yeah, but you great. you knew not to put a bunch of effort in last weekend because those bears you saw, none yep. of them were feeding on grass. They were yep. like moving through brown grass spots, and then you set up on them and waited for them to come out. And they just never showed up again. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I mean, with the bow in your hand, I mean, you're not going to go run a bear down or think you're going to go cut them off somewhere. It's just, I mean, you need them. <laughs> You need to predict where they're going. They need to kind of hold still. You got to like, like last night was pro because we sat there. Um, you spotted the bear coming out of the top meadow. So that we've got questions. We haven't quite figured out what bear, which this one was because we saw another bear. Yeah. So the first bears we saw were the grizzly. The grizzly. Correct. In the, in the top meadow, right? Yep. And it was sow and two cubs. Yep. And um, she looks like a pretty big bear. She's sizable, yes. <laughs> Jeez, so those things are huge. We, we actually like ran in like a <laughs> grizzly bear with cubs is the worst case scenario, yes. you know. But we get so comfortable around bears mm-hmm. hunting them. We see 20, 30 a season and we see grizzly yep. bears every year. You get really comfortable seeing them. So 
the the <laughs> so I guess we saw those bears first. Yep. We and did. then the next bear we saw was a chocolate in the top meadow. And I remember I spotted him on the snow drift. Yep. And he took one look at those grizzlies or caught their wind or whatever, and, <laughs> and he ran. Yeah, he got out of there so fast. So, yeah, you caught him on the snow drift, and you told me which dr- where he was, and I looked up there, and I caught him right when he was spinning and getting out of there. So was, <laughs> I just got to see this bear just running for his life to get out of there. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> so we're not sure if that was your bear or nope, if that was a different hard to say. bear. It was similar color. Similar color, but that was a decent distance away. Yeah. I mean, that's hard saying. Like... I almost leaned towards it was your bear, but... Yeah, I mean, we predicted, we both actually said, like, man, he might end up, since he got bumped out of that upper meadow, which we love, we spent so many time, so much time out in that upper meadow, um, we are kind of, like, predicting he might actually roll that tree line or get back in the trees, roll back down, and come hit the lower meadow. Mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of kind of called it really mm-hmm. did you remember that those meadows well i know you remember it because it was so epic but we had a night over there one night <laughs> where we had spotted one on the top meadow a chocolate yeah went up there couldn't find him climbed the tree and yep. then i saw him up above us yep and then we chased him <laughs> and then we went from that one we glassed across and like saw one of the biggest bear of me and you has ever chased well we you. saw that giant jet because we were on a, I think we were on the, um, the one we were on was a, uh, well, I believe a chocolate or like a light brown one. Well, a really good bear. You climbed the tree, and I, I believe we saw him again. I, and then we went kind of over the edge to make another play, and there's a giant black one down there. Oh, I, th- I thought we saw the black one after. Oh, after the giant one. Yeah. Okay, I can't remember. There's because we look. You got to remember and... this. This meadow is like this long, skinny stretch, and it kind of drops down and loses a little bit of elevation, and then it kind of continues up this draw, and so it's like you have to move through country to see it all. You do. Unless you're back on the vantage, which I mean. And even the vantage doesn't show you everything. It, it shows you like. So there's a top meadow, a bottom meadow, there's the benches, and yep. then it kind of yep. rolls into some and more And it wraps meadows. that corner yeah, and goes yeah. up the other side. So yeah, you climb the tree and you're like, dude, I got another one. So you go and make a play and that bear, we should have killed that bear. We were oh my gosh. in bow range for quite a while on that bear. We, he just, uh, we were closing in and we just were caught in the wide open. Yeah, so we hunt and stalk a lot of these bears in the open, and you can get away with it like in the sage and things or if you duck down mm-hmm. um, because if you're in the timber, it's so crunchy in the timber and yep. you can't see out of it. And so like a lot of times we're hunting the edge of these parks, and it was just the way where this bear was that he was on the edge of the timber, and the wind was from him to us. And so yep. we used the ungulation. We actually made the perfect play on We him. did, yeah. We, we got into We were in the range. open, and we used the hillside to block us, and we had him at 55 yards, and we were hidden from the hillside, similar to last night. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he walks down the edge of the oh, timber, and he's man. just so big. Oh. And he's just like a Volkswagen bus. And then he caught us right there. He looked, yeah. he saw us like knelt down in golf just course grass or whatever. Belly dragon, just Volkswagen, seven plus foot, just mega giant. Like, oh my, gosh. oh my gosh. I mean, big target sitting out there at 50 something yards, but when they. When they're looking at you or they're moving, I mean, you just with a bow, you just do not have a shot. No, and we were. I mean, that's a big bear that you have to hit right. You were just waiting for him to stop. Yeah, and exactly. his angle wasn't yep. right. And you know, it's like with this bow hunting, it's you know, getting getting in range is only half the battle. Getting the yep. shot is the next one, and they never stop moving and they <laughs> never offer a good angle. But yeah, yep. then we went from that one, chased the jet black, 
and the jet black was a good boar as well really good one. yeah yep. and we were inside bow range on him inside 100 yards and we yep. just looped around i don't remember what happened but you never did get a shot he at fed him. down remember he fed kind of down like that um benchy benchy grass and that um by the rocks and stuff and then i, th- I don't know if he circled around because we got on the, another bear up on back on the top meadow again that same night Oh, that's right. You got close to that bear again, <laughs> And we you? almost killed that bear. There's a, a big rock on the end that we circled around. We got right on him. We almost killed that bear, too. So it's like we've had so many opportunities in this place, and we've hunted it for so long, and we've had some of the best adventures. So to hunt it, you got to bail off, lose your elevation, and really go for oh, it. How do your feet feel this morning? Yeah, it's tender. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a little tender this uh, morning. Yeah, and I mean, you've had close calls at the springs. I've had close call, killed a couple bears in there. Like, um, yeah, there's nobody that deserves a bear more in that drainage than you, and especially with their bow and arrows, you'd never killed one in that drainage, and yep. they're just tough, man. Yep. Bears are just extremely tough. So, sure. so last night um yeah we, we <laughs> got out there yeah after seeing the grizz we were making a plan so we split up we left and we sp- kind of split up we each had kind of a plan in mind but then the, like before we left we're like man well if it's if it's too crappy that way or you don't like it we are we're fighting a storm coming in or leaving i guess and it's like we just kind of we just kind of split apart and we're just both going to meet at the um the vantage point so it worked out pretty sweet yeah it did uh, well, thank goodness. It was like nice yeah. to have a buddy last night. Absolutely. Nice to go yeah. dual stock those things. And so, yeah, so we showed up at the vantage point. Yep. I showed up and knew those grizzly were up there. And you had sent me a text about you'd already seen them too. And so um, we knew the grizzly were there. And yep. then um, we spotted the chocolate that was up there that disappeared back in the timber that ran yep. away. And then you fu- there was you a four-wheeler or a side-by-side that came down this oh, closed man. road last night. And yep. I don't know if they got ranch access or what because yep. of that all that place is gated off. All the roads are shut down in there. But, yeah, they were driving right down through one of our spots that <laughs> right we liked to box, hunt. Yeah. yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, man. Yep. And so it was a bit of a bummer. There's grizzlies. There's side-by-sides. But we kept on the vantage point and just like, oh, yep. see what happens. And then – I caught another chocolate yep, in the draw the, through the timber. You yeah. through that sparse timber, yeah, yeah. you caught another one, and he was cruising. He was he was losing elevation. He was cruising down. You know, we take 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 guess. You don't really know once you lose track. Did he smell a sow down there? Did he is he heading down there for grass? Like, I mean, he was moving pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting what they're what they're all about right now. Yep. Um, so that was a good find. And so we had a play. We had this backup play. And then the side-by-side guy ended up driving basically through one of our boxes and then right down and out right where you spotted that bear. So I'm like, well, that play's kind of garbage now. Well, you know, we could have gone over there and looked for him. And yeah. I thought we chose not to just because it was such a, a low-odds opportunity. And yep. you were going to hunt back that way anyways. And mm-hmm. so you were going to glass back that way at night and maybe try to pick them out in one of those parks but exactly. it just wasn't like a good go for it scenario no. No. so much of this country is pretty broken up and so you've got to move uh, you can't just sit on the master all the time I mean, you can but then if you see something like that you have to move down you have to get different angles on the country it's just it's so broken there's not like a big layout one-sided mountain you know it's like you got to go check out the draws you gotta get lower you gotta go higher you just got to move around and find those little green openings and those little parks everywhere so it's just i mean you're always moving around and glass and resetting up and 
I mean, we do have our master spot, but man, you, I, I enjoy moving around and getting different angles and stuff. And we were patient last night. I don't know. We were just talking. We were having fun. We we're just laughing about what was going on. We we're like, oh yeah, let's make a play up there with the Grizzly. Mama Grizz is going to be really nice to us if we go up there. <laughs> and then side by side guy. We just had a lot of things going on. So we, we were just patient. It was still early. At that time, was it like 6, 6.30? I'm not sure. But, I mean, it was – what time did we leave the vantage point? Like 7.15, wasn't it? 7. It was, was – it, it was 7.03. Oh, right. yeah, 7.03 right. yeah. when we checked when in. When I looked at my watch, yep. and so we left it at right at 7. Yeah, right you're at right. 7. Good okay. memory. So, uh, yeah, we were patient. Um, we still had a couple strong hours of light left. I would say, yeah, two hours, mm-hmm. definitely. And uh, it took long – It t- I don't know. We made really good time. Uh, we dropped down. We saw this bear. So this lower park, Brian's like, dude, there's that. There's another bear. I'm like, man, another one? No. Oh, the fake bear? Is that which one you're oh, talking about? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the quake or the uh, Aspen fake bear. He just, Brian pointed out, he's like, dude, you see that round, brown, like soft-sided? That's what he said. He's like, really soft-sided and round. And so he bro- uh, pulled out the big 15s and we're sitting there looking at it and I thought it started moving but what was happening is there was wind over there and there was this willow brush in front of it and the willows were kind of moving you know and it's like man he's moving <laughs> I, I haven't seen like a perfect fake bear like that in a while dude that one had us both fooled like you go oh it's a big bear and it, it did look big for the yeah. size it was over there I'll give you that but we were ready to send it over there for that oh, thing because it looked like a bear I was almost it positive. was the right color yeah. I mean, it was. It really, I mean, it was the right shape, right color. We've looked at that park a million times. I haven't ever seen that before. Uh-uh. I no, mean, it was brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I think the green foliage on the yep. aspen trees was growing up that then created that perfect oh, shape man. of that thing. But yeah, thought we saw that. <laughs> and then, um, we finally realized it wasn't a bear. We, yeah. um, uh, it just never moved out of there. And it was just like, oh man, no, I don't think it is. And uh, decided it wasn't a bear, and then, yeah, picked up the bear in the top end of the bottom meadow. Yeah, and coming out of the shadows, right at that very top, Mm -hmm. and he just was kind of feeding down, and he was just, he was actually taking his time. It's first bear this year I've seen that was actually, head was down, he was actually feeding. Yep. He was chilling. He He was was doing exactly what we needed, what we wanted to find, and that's what he was doing. Yeah. From, even from that distance, we basically knew... It was a boar. I mean, mm-hmm. you could just tell how they walk. Their front shoulders are just heavy. I mean, he's just kind of waddling around like just boar action. He looked big. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. So we, I mean, just, I don't know, we started, Brian started packing his bag. Like, like oh, okay, we got a game. Well, you got to remember, this is literally right below the Grizz. like you can as you're walking all the way up there you you can you can basically keep eyes on those grizzly bears and you're walking into their into their back door basically i mean we're right there yeah we got to sneak one out from the grizzly bears but it is a commitment off that thing too it's like we rule that country pretty easily because we've done it before and um you know also it's just like there's such an advantage to like being in good fitness and like how much do you see just by like getting out of the truck and just going for a hunt it's like human nature is so lazy and there's spots that we can glass from my truck that we've seen bears and you can make plays but you're just so much better to like just get into country and go make a hunt out of it and glassing from afar you just can't pick everything apart like you just got to get in there you know and so the commitment off the vantage point is um it's uh it's a big commitment. Like you got to well, drop. Well, you know, the moment you leave, the moment you pack your bag and you throw it on your shoulders, the moment you start dropping elevation, you're committed. So you 
already know it's going to be, you're not getting home until after midnight. Mm-hmm. Did you, I mean, it's a fact. I mean, we have a really cool escape plan to get, uh, get out, but you're, it's, it adds miles to it though. I mean, you got to loop all the way around. I mean, so it's like immediate commitment time. All right, this is going to be an all-nighter. Let's just give it our best go. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was great play. It was freaking fantastic. Yeah. But it is. It is a commitment. Uh, Cricks, uh, the runoff is roaring right now. Water's super dirty. It was loud down there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was pretty cool. Like loud as in water, you know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The runoff. It was, yeah, it was awesome. So, yeah, we made a plan. Packs loaded, started dropping elevation. We watched the bear for a little bit, we right? We did, is yeah. We don't run after him right at first. And yep. I said the same thing that I said the night before. Let's give ourselves a chance over there, man. What did we it's give like, it, 15 minutes? Yeah, 10, 15 yeah. minutes. And we watched him, and he was feeding, but mm-hmm. he did disappear into the timber as we were watching. Yep. And our thought process was, is, oh, he's just feeding the edge of that timber because yep. there's like 100 yards inside the timber edge or – like these bears love edge habitat. And that's another thing too, is yes. they love seclusion. There's a reason these bears like those yep. meadows over there. They're surrounded by timber. They have escape yep. routes and Every you, know, direction you were saying like, God, I wish this feature was just bigger where we could see more of it. But if it was bigger, the bears wouldn't be there. Ex- exactly. You know? yeah. I, I just want more to glass. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. It takes you one minute to roll through everything you can glass, but yep. you got to keep your eyes behind the binos. Yeah. Like, um, well, that's how you found that that bear. Like, I, we were watching that fake bear for so long, and I was just like, all right, I need to take a break. I started looking around a little bit, and Brian just, I mean, a couple hundred, not even a couple hundred, 100 yards from where the fake bear was, here comes the actual real bear out of the tree. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to trust your glass. You got to be patient. And so we were. We talked about it. We watched him. We actually watched him disappear. Um, but we knew that spot really well. And it's like, well, we know he's probably going to come back out or at least feed that tree line. Like you said, he's that we know that there's probably good grass in those uh, scattered trees. It gets really thick off the edge. I mean, we just we knew what we were getting ourselves into. Mm-hmm. The opportunity was there. Yeah, it's a commitment. It's miles back in there. It's, it's going to be late night. Um, but we know there is a bear in the area. <laughs> Give ourselves a chance, man. Yeah, and exactly. So- yeah, we bail off, and you're right. Like, the first commit out of that thing is, like, 1,500 feet or 2,000 vertical feet, somewhere in there. I think yep. it's closer to 2,000, but yep. it's it's drop off and lose all your elevation yep. straight down. It's all loose. You can pretty much run down the whole thing, or at least that's how we do it. Yeah. And the legs were just on fire by the time we hit the bottom. It's such good exercise, man. It is the, great. The mountains is, mm-hmm. like... Um, it's humbling. Gosh dang, you just gotta, you can't be in good enough shape for the mountains. And to be able to be in good shape or have confidence in your legs or to be able to get back into those spots just gives you such an advantage. And and also when you feel good, you make good decisions, good yeah. mental decisions. You're not worn out, too tired, make an excuse. Shortcuts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so we bailed off and went for him. We did so much right last night, like sitting on the vantage point, not going to look for the other bear. That bear came out, and so we made a play over there. And so, yeah, it took us – I mean, we were hustling. We ran down the whole thing, and then you looked at the watches. We were creeping up to the meadow to the bottom end of it, and um, you said, gosh, it's been 45 minutes. And I was surprised Me because too. I thought we flew over there. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a 20-minute 20, 20 hike over there. I really did. I'm like – Man, and I asked you, I'm like, what time did we actually leave? And you're like, seven. I'm like, holy cow, all right. I mean, 
45 minutes of just full go. Mm-hmm. Like oh, sweat fast. just rolling Oh, down. yeah. I, <laughs> I had my vest on oh, last man. Oh, man. I yeah. was sweating pretty good coming down that thing. Exactly. I kept taking my hat off, and I was just dripping down my face. So, yeah, it was heavy sweat. Well, the problem was it was raining and cold and windy yep. when we came in there. So I was kind of dressed for that. Yeah. I didn't even bring my lightweight top. I just had oh. my heavyweight on, you know, which I paid for. But, yeah, sweating pretty good. And then we start making our way up to the meadow. And that's where we made like one of our crucial decisions that killed that bear is we start creeping up and we're just getting this bear we think is at the top of the meadow and we're right. just creeping up to the bottom of the meadow. Yep. And um, the wind is fickle as hell. It is. It's every direction. It's swirling. We checked it. Uh, I mean, for a long time, we checked. You have your little. I don't, what are those feathers? Cotton? What do What do you got there? Oh it's yeah. Pretty cool. Um, it's milkweed uh, seed or something like that. So it's it doesn't disappear nearly as fast. You can watch it. It gets out in front of you, even ten yards out in front of you. You can watch it. You can watch what it's the wind's doing way ahead of you, or if it flies behind you, you can watch. See, and you can actually see that stuff swirl. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we. We have this, we have a, basically, a, we have a crick or a drainage behind us, and we got one to the right of us, and so it's like we're up on this, uh, I'd almost call it like a finger ridge, kind of, mm-hmm. and it kind of feeds up to this this uh, this meadow that this we're thinking the bear's in, or we're re- really good odds that the bear's are, we know where the bear's at, or at least the area. Anyway, so it feeds up to it, we got a little bit of timber around us, and you're right, it was just like, man, that's not the wind you want. Oh. It'd be good in your face yeah, coming down like exactly. you want it, and it'd be yep. coming down. Or and left it, to right. And, and then, then it would right. just swirl. Exactly. It was going all four directions there. Yep. And we got high enough out of the drainage where we felt like we were getting a good yep. read on the wind, and we probably held up 500 yards from where that bear was yep. or maybe yep. maybe even a touch more, like half a mile. Yep. And um, our most crucial decision was as we sat there and that wind was wrong, and we talked it over, and we just said – man, the wind is just blowing in all directions. We have to wait for the sun to go down behind the hill and this meadow to get shaded, and then we should get consistent downhill. So we're we're trying to predict what the winds are going to do, but Mm -hmm. in the mountains, that downhill thermal is so key for us shooting bears, shooting elk, like just being able to know the wind or that variable because those bears can smell seven times what a bloodhound it can, 2,100 times what a human can. Yeah. Most of the time, if you're getting busted by a bear, yes. they caught your wind. Well, even if you ask, you're like, do you think he winded you? He might as well turn around and roll because he did. Yep. I mean, every time. So, yeah, get into that position, and it's it's uh, the timing of it. You want enough time because bears, you got to move so slow, and you got to just – got to see them before they see you or the gigs up. So it's like there's so many things you got to do. So timing – is so important. So yeah, we're waiting for the wind to get right, of course. But then at the same time, we don't want to wait too long because we know he, like, we know the basic area where he's at, and you want to get yourself so you can see him. And then you want to take, uh, you know, closing in the distance. You want to be as slow and stealthy as you can be. So it's like you need time, and you got to remember it's going into evening. We can't lose light. We just made this huge go to get over there. So it's like, yeah, being patient, and then also not waiting too long. So it's it's just the timing is tough. You got to make really good decisions, and you got to do it quickly. Yep. 
Um, we did it right last night. Oh man, we gave it 15 minutes there it, of crucial yep. time where we just Had waited, to. didn't look for the bear, didn't go up after him. Yep. We just sat there and waited for the wind to get right. We heard a stick break over to our right. We, we went over and looked at that thing. There was nothing over there, right. at least nothing we could see. And then we just waited 15 minutes. I mean, yep. uh, which is uh, an eternity when the, <laughs> yeah, when there's when the sun's right going there. down and yeah. you got a bear in front of you. But yeah, that was a smart play. And you're right. Like, slowing down when you're on bears seeing them first but it's all about your pace like we ran the whole way over there to get there and then all of a sudden then you got to slow like there's a there's a pace in the mountains when you're hunting elk when you're hunting bears like you move quick to get to the spot but then you have to slow up when you're going to approach them and it made me realize like we have these discussions as we're hunting like we were talking all last night but Still hunting is such an important skill to bow hunting. Even oh, if you're like us, this spot and stock bow hunters where we love to see them and make a calculated play yeah. on them and kind of know where they're at. But every time you're making a play, whether it's elk, mule deer, bear, mm-hmm. you always have to like relocate them close. Yep. And if you make a mistake close or they catch you, the gig's up. And so you have to be really good at slowing down, moving mm-hmm. slow, and then looking around, seeing that animal, relocating them. It's such a crucial skill of bow hunting exactly and then you got to pick the right path like you we love cover don't get me wrong we love hunting that tree line we love having rocks or brush to hide behind that kind of you know absorbs your whole you know your outline of your body and stuff but these bears this time of year when the grass isn't good underneath the trees and like you said there's deadfall there's branches everywhere pine needles everywhere i mean it's just you can't actually be in the trees hunting those Mm -hmm. there's too much going on so it forces you to be quiet so it forces you out into that wide open terrain where the grass is mm-hmm. so then now you're now you have to move even slower because mm-hmm. you and then this meadow kind of rolls it like kind of rolls off to our right and then it's just continuous rolling in front of you like when you're hiking up a mountain you're like man have i made the summit yet and you're like you you think you're there and all of a sudden it, it continues on you know it's what one of those deals in this park so just like continue roll so you you ha- you can't just get to the edge and glass it you have to move through this whole thing. Yeah, you can't see it from the edge mm, of it because nope. it just everything rolls away from you. But you got like fifty to seventy-five yards in front of you, what you can see, mm-hmm. and then you gotta you gotta move more, and then you got another little bit. So it's yeah, it's well, and, and you had the lead on this one. We decided you were gonna shoot the bear if we got a chance, and so. Uh, you know, you were leading from the front in and through there and kind of dictating where we would go. And mm-hmm. we make decisions and communicate back and forth and oh, yeah. try to make the best decision we can. It's really nice when you can run information by your buddy back and yep. forth. And we've got a system where we can stock with two guys where we're not afraid of it. It actually gives us an advantage because the other guy can range find. The other guy can look mm-hmm. to the sides as you're approaching. And so I gave you the lead on that that bear. And yeah, I, th- I felt... I almost was gravitating towards that right side a little bit more. I wanted to kind of peel off that right where you were kind of going towards the knob. But I liked it well enough where you were going to be able to see the park and glass for that bear that I just took off behind you and like just followed you up through there. You know, not that I would have, I would have been 20 yards to the right. Who knows if it would have been better or worse. I don't know, you know, but, but we rolled up there. We look for them, and, and you've got a really good pace on you. You're slow. Mm-hmm. We're glassing every opening. We're trying to relocate him at that point. Yeah, exactly. It's like he was working his way down. We knew that. And so we're working our way up. So it's you can't <laughs> you can't do what I do and, and go too fast. you got to really slow up. And then with this wind, you can't, you can't pass him. If we go blow by him, he's going to wind us. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have to stay back. 
And uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say I was moving too fast because I no, know I wasn't you moving too fast. No. But it was just, uh, you know, you're glassing everywhere. You're you're watching your foot. The lead guy kind of does, in my mind, a little bit more because he's picking the route. He's watching his foot placement. Like, I've, I've followed Brian on a lot of hunts and videoed a lot of things for him. And it's like, once his feet going to go down, like, it doesn't take much for me to know where to put my feet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't have to make that decision. I'm looking behind you. I'm looking at both your sides, looking over your shoulders, and looking way more to the sides than the lead guy is. The lead guy is kind of doing quite a bit. And so... Um, I mean, you saved it last night. You you did. I think that's like the tail gunner is the position we call it. And yeah. I think when you're the back guy, you have to look where the front guy isn't looking. Yep. Like he's got his eyes in front of him. And most yep. of the time he's going to see the bear there. So your job is to look left and right. And luckily we were still close yeah. uh, close enough together. Yeah. Because you're so close. You can't talk. You can't mm -hmm. make noise. Mm -hmm. Well, you would just stop too. You yep. were moving a perfect pace. You had stopped right at the Aspens and then we glassed all of it right in front of us. Mm -hmm. And then you didn't take but like maybe 10 steps or yep. whatever, really quiet. And that bear exposed himself to the right because of us walking over the roll. So exactly. I don't think, but you took maybe two steps when that bear was in view, but yeah, I happened to look to the right <laughs> and I caught him and he was right there. And so in bow range, oh, right there. Oh man. And he had his head down feeding and luckily yep. you were quiet enough. So he didn't hear us. And so I was able to reach up and grab your pack and then, and I know what that means. <laughs> Trust me. We've done this game so much that it's like you get a tug on your pack and all of a sudden, I mean, you know, you immediately come to a stop and you know it's like i should probably grab an arrow before i even look to what you're looking at i should probably grab an arrow because yeah. that means yo bro there's yeah. a there's a bear right here <laughs> yeah there's a no need to have a conversation no. about it. you knew no. what was going on and so then i pointed to the bear and said knock up here we go yeah. you know and um we were kind of hid by the hillside exactly. and the ungulation and there was sage in there too mm -hmm. and so we were just perfect and so uh, knocked an arrow. We both kind of stood up because his head was down feeding where yep. we, it would expose the body of the bear. You got a good range got on really him. Really good range. And I he, trusted it. Yep. yep. And then um, and then we ducked back down. Another crucial yes. uh, move that we made because if we didn't duck down, we're just standing up in this mm -hmm. meadow and this bear, if he looks in our direction, is going to catch our silhouette. Maybe he doesn't see us. Maybe he does. But yep. I think it was crucial we ducked back down. And when we ducked back down, you couldn't really see him because they were sagebrush, nope. but I had a perfect view at him. I could see his back and his head and things. Exactly. And so um, I kept ranging him from that mm -hmm. spot. And he mm -hmm. actually moved uh, – it was like from 67 to about 64 is where you ended up shooting. So he walked towards us about three yards. Yep. And as always with bears, he just wouldn't give us the right angle. I mean, we and were in bow we're, range for minutes. Yeah, I was just being patient. I was watching you. I could, I got a couple glimpses of it. Like, I could see his color through the sage. I, I mean, I obviously, I knew right where he was at. I could see him kind of moving around. But I couldn't tell from my angle. I couldn't tell which way he was facing. Like, is he still facing us? Last time I saw him before I knelt down, mm -hmm. he was facing us. There's no shot there. Mm -hmm. um, so I was kind of relying on you, and you were just watching and watching him. And then all of a sudden, I mean, he... He did raise his head. He looked at our direction. Who knows why? Just, you know, just looking around. Um, we froze. Obviously, no movement. Um, and then you just then you just immediately looked at me, and you're like, dude, he's, he's broadside. Like, you know, just we nice and slowly just started Time. standing up, drew the bow, and it was just, I mean, it was just magic. I just took my sweet time. Like, I really did. I 
I, I was excited, don't get me wrong, but I was just really, really calm in the moment. We just worked our asses off to get all the way over there. I mean, it's like, let's take this seriously. Like, you don't get too many opportunities with the bow for bears, and mm-hmm. you know, in the springtime. So it's like, make it count. I did. I took my time. I, the, you know, the pin found its mark, and I was just sitting there holding it, and, and it was just, I made sure and bubbled up, and just, it just, it just floated right where I wanted it to float, and then, I mean, just after, you know, a few seconds, you know, um, sent that arrow and just, oh man ended up smoking him yeah well it's um it's beautiful man it's like executing quality shots it's like you're a really good bow shot i'm a really good bow shot the next level of a bow hunter is to shoot your absolute best shot at those animals and it's like under the fog of adrenaline um you know the thrilling excitement like that pin doesn't settle as good and it dude it takes like you have to really get a hold of your mind and like make sure that you execute a good shot. And it's not easy to do. It's like easy to sit here and talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the most difficult things on planet Earth. Like that's the next level of a bow exactly. hunter is to be able to execute those shots. And that's no easy shot at 64 yards on a on a bear. But yeah. we're in the wide open. We can't get any closer. And and like you say, I, I knew that bear was dead from the start. You took your time. You were standing, full draw, settled your pin. He's broad side not looking at us yeah and yeah you stroked him dude just put a perfect arrow into yeah. him it it came in right hit him good and then he bailed off the hill and yeah we kind of knew it was a done deal for yeah. sure i felt like i mean obviously he wasn't looking our direction he was down he was i mean everything we had a good win at that time we knew we had a good win at that time so i just i really did feel like i had all the time in the world just to make sure i made a good shot mm-hmm. and so it just it just worked the out the element of surprise is so key yes. when you're killing animals once yep. they know you're there like the gigs up and you might yep. get a shot or you might yep. but it it's just like that element of surprise if you can keep mm-hmm. that above everything else and the animal doesn't know you're hunting them and you have this element of surprise then you can be patient you can wait for the right angle you can wait for for the right shot the right time exactly. to draw yep. and um yeah that's what happened you smoked him yeah great shot on that bear recovery went down he made it a little bit farther than i sh- thought he should yep he's um bears are their vitals are a third the size of a whitetail. And so I'm not sure if we caught one lung and caught the, the edge of the second lung or whatever. But um, we gave him a handful of minutes or whatever. We didn't give him – I mean, I thought you stroked him. I thought he was going to be right there so dead. Did I. I mean, and the so arrow looked perfect. Gave him 10, yeah. 15 minutes, and it was getting dark, and there's a grizzly bear above us, a sow with cubs. Yeah. And so, like, you know, it's it's yeah. time to go see that, go find mm-hmm. that thing and get him processed and, like, get him out of there. And exactly. so we rolled down the hill after him and just a great blood trail down the hill. And he never turned uphill or anything, and he made it a couple hundred yards. It wasn't like he went that yeah. far. But just in the thickest oh, downfall. Oh, man, we just the nasty. pistols out. <laughs> yeah. um, yep. You know, we – when we first started, we never used to bring pistols. We were a mm-hmm. bit of wild men, but you start to learn that you hit these bears with arrows and bad things can happen. You know, yeah. it is dangerous game. It and is. so, yeah, we were pistols out and blood trailing that thing down through there and then caught him in that downfall, bedded down there and able to get him, which was killer, man. And it's, um, yeah, man, I'm just stoked for you. It's just like... um those things are so difficult with the bow and you work so hard at it. I don't know how much money and gas you've spent to get down here and hunt bears. Like <laughs> just you know, any time like, I can pull away from work or, yeah. you know, away from the family or whatever I can do to get down here. And it's just, it's such a great place. Like, Oh, I just love coming down here and hanging out with you. And I mean, I got my own room at your house now. It's yeah, freaking awesome. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're recording in your room. Oh, yeah. Man, it's so fun. Yeah. No, dude, it's a blast hunting with you. It's like, 
good to have this tight circle of really good friends that you hunt with that you can trust that yep. you know that pull for your success as much as their own and and vice versa and then we've been on so many adventures together okay. so much training together so much bow hunting bow shooting and then yeah, it's just like we've just become really good friends over the years where we have like the same humor and the same, you know. So, yeah, it's just like it's so much fun hunting with you. So, it's so much fun to see you succeed like that. Yeah. And Arrow, a really so nice cool. chocolate, big yep. old pumpkin head on them. And uh, we had to move pretty quick to get photos and things. We got some great photos of them, mm -hmm. got them processed down there in the bottom. And then um, super clean then work. You, yeah. you led us through like the best downfall timber. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, you got it's pitch black and you got your headlamp and you can see what 20 to 30 feet in front of you and you're like picking a route through just nasty we're, we're stepping over logs and trees and trying not to you know we're breaking branches getting through there i mean you, we got 75 pounds of pack on you know with the with the hide and the head and the meat we split it which was great that's so helpful for a guy and it, yeah, it was kind of nasty. We heard like, oh, stay next to the crick. It's like, oh, dude, I, I'm trying. I just cannot make the crick. So we, <laughs> we ended up gaining a little elevation and then uh, ended up uh, dropping down and finding a decent trail through there, kind of. So oh, it yeah. worked out. Yeah, you got us through there for sure. I don't think there was a good route through no. there. I was just teasing you. But um, yeah, then we um, climbed up like such a great night to pack. Like so good for a guy, so good for... Um, just being in good shape, like, uh, yep. for this hunting season, we got a big hunting season come up, coming up. And so, yeah, we hiked out last night in the dark and made the truck and we actually had two cold beers waiting in the truck, which is pretty nice. That doesn't usually happen <laughs> no, for us. No. Oh yeah. Our water situation. I am so horrible with Ugh. water. It's like, I just don't need much on my runs and things and you yeah. don't need much. And so we killed that bear. We hadn't had a drink of water all evening or whatever, which is normal for me, and killed that bear. And you're like, how much water you got? I'm like, a zero. <laughs> not even a bottle? I'm I like, had, oh, good. Nothing. And I'm not afraid to, that crick was running over yep. there, and there's no cattle above. It's all snow melt right now, so that thing's pretty safe. And I so, did have a – I did – so I – what was you that, did a have 16 a ounce bottle yeah. or whatever and i think i had about eight ounces in yeah. it so i'm like oh we can we each get four man we're good and then you're like ah oh, it's snow melt let's go fill that thing up so yeah ended up having some really nice cold water and, and yeah a piece of cake yeah yeah got that bear out of there dude just so stoked for you but yeah we got a big season coming up we found mm -hmm. out we drew a tag the other day that we weren't really expecting to we kind of right. shot for the stars in nevada and um ended up pulling a pretty decent tag out of there yeah, we just absolutely. got lucky yep we've hunted it before um and it was fantastic uh you know it's a grind to get up there it's a grind to hunt and um just really looking forward to it really good deer numbers we've seen a couple really good bucks in there mm -hmm. um i killed that buck that you videoed for me too that's yep. a film on eastman's i i think i can't remember was that like 2019 i think it was 19 was it okay yep. makes sense i mean that feels that feels right a really nice three by four wide one yeah, great buck. We um, about killed ourselves on that hunt, dude. I think uh, we talked about again, it on the no podcast, water. maybe. Yeah, that was a bad one. Yeah, that was well, a bad one. We went for like a three-day rip in the mountains, but there's no water on top. Yep, and so we had to pack all our water up there. And we got to the last day, and we covered a bunch of miles. Yep. We got plays on bucks. Like, it was really good. We got to the last morning, and then um, we <sighs> looked at our water. We're like, oh, how much water do we got? We had like just enough for the morning. I yep. think – I mean, I think I had less than you. You had maybe like 12 ounces maybe, or like, yep. like half a bottle, I yep, think. Yep. And I had like a third <laughs> of a bottle or a quarter of a bottle. And we're like, okay, we can make the morning. And then we spot a buck. Yeah, exactly. And he was a shooter. And then 
we went for said shooter and then we got over there and it was like the heat of the day oh, and man. remember we were just stuck out in the open for like yeah. an hour waiting for that buck to just stand direct sunlight yeah. on you yeah. and then i buck stood i ran a good arrow through him but mm-hmm. he didn't die right away he went yep. and bedded in that timber and there wasn't a good approach so we had to waste like the whole afternoon waiting for him to die and then we looped up around. I came down on him. I actually had to put a second arrow in that buck. I don't know yeah. if I got him back in the liver or where I got him at, but yeah. I had to finish him off. But by the time we got that buck dead, it was like sun was setting. It was like six or yeah. seven o'clock and we had water. And it was about. on the opposite side of where we needed to go. <laughs> like we needed to go the other way to get out of country. And so it's like we, we lose all our elevation and we're like, oh my gosh. So now we got a dead buck. We've been out of water since 6 a.m. And now we got to climb all that elevation with a buck and then still the mega hike, hike out of country. So it was just like, all right, this is extreme. We butchered the buck. We hung him up. And then yeah. I, I packed him out the next day from that oh, side. That's from that side. That's what happened. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Just because of that elevation gain we were going. Cause we that's had to go right. climb okay. him up 2000 feet or 1500 feet to go get him to the right. top by 2000 where we were at. Yeah. So no, that's right. we yep. butchered him. I hung him in the tree for that night. It was starting to cool off. And yep. then we boogied and got out of there just with our packs and our camp. Right. And yep. um, it was, yeah, I mean, um, we were pushing the limits of water and dehydration. Yep. Like that water is the lifeblood of the backcountry. And we know how far we can push our, but me from wrestling, us from hunting so much, we don't need a ton of water. So you know how far you can push it, mm-hmm. but that's about as far as we can push it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, keep eyes on your gut, your your buddy with you and stuff and just like talk to him and, and just take your time and do a correct climb. Don't bust it too far, too hard out of there. And, and yeah, we were smart about it. Like it was definitely on the edge. I know that because I could feel it. Um, yeah, it was, a good, it was a good pull out of there. But it's going to be so fun to get back there. We know, basically know exactly where we're going to go. Yep. I mean, it's, it's going to be an outstanding hunt. So, yep. yeah, really looking forward to we that We got one. a pretty full season. So we do. We only wanted one of these early season yep. mule deer, and I think we're going to end up with two. So yep. we're going to end up back-to-back hunting them again. Like, uh, yep. But it's just these tags are so tough to come by, and it's like this tag is such a great unit, and we it's actually been pretty high on our apps the last mm-hmm. four years, and we haven't drawn it. And so we got the opportunity to go hunt it. Yep. Like we just got to go all in and just see if we can go kill a couple more bucks over there. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a, be a riot. So we'll go early season back-to-back. Mm-hmm. We're hoping for a Utah tag that we've been waiting quite a while for, new unit for us. Yep. And then um, – yeah, and then we'll get right into elk hunting. Somehow got to fit in antelope hunting in there. Some, yeah, oh, that's somewhere. our plan is for to antelope hunt during elk season. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We edu- we uh, Man, we got a, quite the education last year, elk season. We both killed bulls. It was great. Um, great mountain range we're hunting right now. And it's cool. Middle of the day, uh, super high up in country, you can actually make plays on all these goats up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the antelope are just kind of... They're up there. They're in big groups, and you got bucks that are still traveling. Um, it was great hunting, so it's pretty cool. There's an opportunity there. So, like August is pretty much full for us. So it's like, wh- how many days are you gonna get chasing antelope around? I mean, we're not. You're gonna you're gonna be gone. I'm gonna be gone. It's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. So uh, middle of the day when elk slows down, I mean, holy crap, we got a great place. It's the best combo going. Like it it's is. not many times where you can combo deer and elk together because yeah. you know sometimes the deer you know, live up above and you can find deer and elk in the same range, but most of the time you have to focus mm-hmm. on a species. But yeah, that's the beautiful thing about these, these elk is you can take a quick drive to antelope country in the middle of the day or mm-hmm. like a pie up there where we're hunting elk. A lot of times there's antelope. And so it makes for the perfect combo where you can really go hard for 
elk morning and night, yep. and then middle of the day make some antelope stalks. And you were able to kill one with Craig, our Australian yep. buddy. Yep. He killed an antelope middle of the day. He had a tag last year, and yep. you helped him kill a buck in there in that spot. So that'll kind of be mm-hmm. our plan for antelope. So we're hoping to get to elk around like September 10th to 15th, right. somewhere in there, yep. and then start hunting elk. And it's a mountain elk hunt. We're stoked for it. It's like yeah. um, ranges that we know really well, and we're going to do a combination of, um, you know, we'll do some truck camping and things, but a lot of it's going to be, you know, small backpack trips where you're doing a quick overnight or a quick two, three days mm-hmm. and trying to get to more of the remote stretches of this range and backpack into them. So I've got a yep. spot that I scouted for us last year that was yep. full of elk, and this is a cool hunt where we're going to drop a truck at the bottom. Oh, and the then a truck at the top, yeah. yep. and then we're going to take two, three days and hunt through this range yep. downhill the whole time through the, just like the mm-hmm. best elk country. So I'm really stoked about that. I too. think that'll be a riot. I mean, you're super committed at that point, but I love it. It mm-hmm. is going to, yeah. I mean, if a guy's got to turn around and head back up, that you can. But yeah, you you know where you got to hunt, so you're taking those days and you're just yeah cruising country and hunting your way down, listening for him. It is going to be a blast. So yeah, we got a full season. We got. Uh, Man, we still got our Montana deer tag. We got to figure that out this year, which that's always just that is such a go-to for us. And then now, and then we have another late season tag yep. as well. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, it's a full season. Yeah, we got a bunch of tags, and I don't need to fill out on every hunt or anything. No. It's like just go on some good adventures. But um, yeah, I mean, it's what we what we always want, what we always dream of. It's like a better problem to have than having zero tags. So yeah, we'll just go hunt it. And a lot of these yeah. tags we're getting are zero point general season tags. Mm-hmm. Montana we get every year. Um, you know, and we just happen to pull that, that Nevada tag, which will be fun. But um, yeah, I, uh, it'll be a full season, bunch of adventures. And yeah, we'll be traveling the lower 48 again, chasing these things around. Those rut hunts are pretty fun. They're um, oh, tough man. to kill, but man, are they fun. They are. It's just pure excitement. It's just adrenaline filled it's it's action you're 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 constantly moving with them you're making decisions you're going for it it's just it's a ton of action Mm -hmm. so i'm really looking forward to it it's gonna be great so much of this hunting too it's man it's just keeping your head right Mm -hmm. in these things like all these hunts are going to be difficult sometimes you're not finding deer or you find like i had a bummer a couple nights ago where i was up in the drainage and i spotted a boar and a sow and i moved a mile closer to get another vantage point then i couldn't see him and then I saw two guys headed down from there. And it's, you know, bear hunting has gotten more popular over the years. So, like, when we first started, there was nobody anywhere nobody. ever. You just always had it to yourself. And now, yep. starting to see trucks at the trailheads. But it's you just can't give up on the dream, you know. It's like mm-hmm. the, the the public land hunting is so fulfilling. It's so rewarding. And it's, it's so difficult. But you just got to keep putting effort in it. And it's almost like... It's a mindset more than anything. It's keeping your head right and putting in effort every night, theorizing what the bears are doing or what the mule deer are doing or the elk, and then coming up with a game plan and going in. And, you know, we have an advantage, too, with two of us that are really able hunters. We're able to split up in areas and gain twice the information exactly. because we can trust what each other tells each other. You know, yep. like you can trust the information, and, and then we both cover country and hunt so effectively. And so, you know, we can split up. We can hunt together. There's so many different things we can do but and there's time to do both there is 100 percent time to do both you know so it's that uh when you're you know 
beginning of the season or like uh, figuring a unit out or something, I mean, why would you not split up and cover as much country as we can? I mean, take pictures and this is where I was and this is, you know, what I saw. I mean, it helps so much to have another guy that you just can count on. Like, dude, I mean, we had the conversation, Was it, I don't know if it was last weekend or if it was this weekend. I think it was this weekend um, when I first got here. I mean, you decided to go one way, I decided to go the other way, and it was just like, see you back here after dark, and, I mean, you're just not worried about your other guy. Like, mm-hmm. you'll be back eventually. It might be midnight. It might be later. I mean, just you trust your guy. He'll make it back. You're not sending the search party out for him. Like, he's, he'll be fine. It's just really cool that we can just kind of trust each other just to make the you know the best judgment calls you can when you're in the field and just don't worry about him. Mm-hmm. He, he'll show back up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, and we have we always have kind of a contingency plan like yeah. it's like you know you ask me you're like well could you come out anywhere else and i'm like no i'm coming back to the yep. truck you wait here for me yep. and for you it was almost like well if i don't see you here an hour after light i'm gonna drive down the road because you may yep. have came out lower and i'll grab you yep. and if i don't see a headlamp down the road then i'm driving back up and i'm sitting yep. at the parking lot so you kind of make these contingency plans yeah, exactly. to meet up or mm-hmm. to to get together but yeah i mean I really think it's like a strong mind, like this belief that you're going to kill a bear, you're going to find a mule deer, you're going to find an elk, and you just keep putting this effort in until it comes together. But it's a mindset to keep putting forth this this effort. you got to trust that you're there for a reason there is some there is a bear there there is a deer there whatever you're hunting i mean put faith you, you're to this spot for a reason whether you found them prior or you glass something up i mean you just put all this effort in for a reason obviously it's a good spot or you wouldn't be there so you got to just you have faith in your spot and faith in what you're doing and and uh, follow your gut and oh my gosh it just comes together like last night it was just it was magic it was just yeah. a lot of right decisions a lot of like um quick thought process, um, really being able to kind of communicate really quietly back and forth and just kind of like, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? I mean, it was just, it's just, that is so much fun. We played a pro. You, you know, you make a really good point, Dan, that I want to bring up is like, it's so easy to believe you're in the wrong spot or the grass is greener on the other side. And you keep having to theorize of where animals are, but you really have to be present in the spot you're hunting. Like you mm-hmm. said, when you walk into a spot, you walked in there for a reason. You just got to give it full effort and glass exactly. everything and glass it till last light. And you really have to believe something's in there. Even if you run into guys and you have to split off or even if something goes like you just have to, you're in there. You might as well give it full effort and glass every spot in there while you're in there. And then you can make another hunt, you know, the next day or the next morning or the exactly. evening or whatever yep. the case is. But you really have to be present in the spot you're hunting it's so easy to believe that the grass is greener on the other side and when you're not believing that they're there you're not glassing as effectively Mm -hmm. you're not uh, looking in all the spots you're not paying attention as much like you really have to be present in the spot you're hunting yeah i totally agree you put a little bit of effort in getting away from your truck i mean why would you not just think that yeah there's probably something here I mean, just give it full go. I mean, the moment you get lazy and like, you, you're, I got to go to this spot and you kind of put your head down or you start moving through country a little bit too fast because you're trying to get somewhere else. And all of a sudden now you're bumping stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're bumping elk out, you're bumping deer, whatever you're hunting. So it's just like, and I've done that. I, I'm telling you this because I've actually done this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm learning. I still am learning. I've been hunting with a bow for years and, uh, I just, I, I can figure out what I'm doing wrong. I can figure out, um, my pace really well now. Um, so I'm just, I'm always trying to get better. Just, we both are. That's what we talk about it all the time. I'm calling you. We're texting. I mean, we're hunting together. I mean, it's like, 
man, this is this is what happened. What uh, what we learn, <laughs> you know, a lot of fails. Uh, fail fails equal uh, learning opportunity, and you just you can't be. Um, oh, we were talking about the other night. Once you take your, um, oh, what's it called? Like being a man when you're just like, um, oh, what's the word you were telling me the other day? Gosh dang it, I'm forgetting it. Uh, your ego out of it. Take your ego out of it and call it what it really is. Be mm-hmm. honest to yourself mm-hmm. and just uh, and then learn from it. I mean, who cares? You know, I get to tell you all my fails and I'm not embarrassed by it at all. Mm-hmm. No, it's um, dude. That's the beautiful thing. You hit the nail on the head. Is like it's why we love bow hunting. Is it's so difficult and we're continually evolving and getting better and improving and you have to be a student of the game and the only reason we're any good at bow hunting is because we failed every way you can fail <laughs> like we've made every mistake in the book we've missed every shot in the book we've you know we've messed up every encounter stocks and approaches yep. and like you make all these mistakes but you just you mm-hmm. you assess them and you learn from them and you get better and then you develop better instincts and um, then you make better decisions and then eventually you get arrow and a bear you know yeah. like it's just like it, it comes all together. comes together yeah, yeah. Sure. so it's like the beautiful thing is like bow hunting we never stop learning we've been we've committed the last 25 years to doing as much bow hunting as we can do and we're still learning we're still getting mm-hmm. better exactly. and that's the beautiful thing it's it's not about drawing some good tag it's not even about getting lucky it's like building your hunting skill sets to get to a point where you show up to a trailhead and you're undeniable like yep. you are going to turn up mule deer you are going to make good stocks yep. you are going to get narrow in one and it doesn't happen every time we don't run a hundred percent but we run a pretty good percentage rate of yep. one of us Absolutely. arrowing an animal every yep. season, every hunt. And it's due to our skill set, our learning, mm-hmm. not due to the tags that we have. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to think about it. It's a ton of backcountry, a ton of public. Oh, well, it's all public land. So it's like I mean, you're working. There's other people around. There's other hunters. I mean, there's a lot going on. So you just you, the grind is is tough at times. It is. And uh, keeping everybody in check or, the, you know, like people we hunt with or just you and me. It's like uh, helping your guys stay as positive as you can. You got to remember, it's tough out there. It's really tough arrowing something. But guess what? You're not at work. Mm-hmm. You're out hunting. Like enjoy what you're doing. Whether you um, whether you notch your tag or not, you're doing what you want to do. Ooh, so yeah. how can't you be happy? Even in your fails, why aren't you happy? Yeah, we we just drove to Nevada. We just put you know. Hunt, you know, a thousand miles on our truck driving around and figuring this place out and hundred dollars in gas. But guess what? We are doing exactly what we want to do. So why get down and depressed about it? Why why not just be happy the entire time? I yep. mean, it's a win regardless. Yep. And it's so much fun. There's going to be ups and downs through a hump, but you're right. You have to be an optimist, always looking uh, for the positive, always thinking that you're going to find a buck and get an get a arrow into him. It's like, man, so much of this is like keeping your mind right, you know, and when you when you keep your mind right, like things just come together, you know, and so, um, man, that's totally it. Yeah, it's like. Be an optimist, keep a positive attitude, keep theorizing, keep going. And even the other night when those guys screwed me up, it was a little frustrating. It was the bear yeah, I wanted. Now sure. I'm way back in the drainage. Yep. But those guys put in a good day. They mm-hmm. put in a bunch of miles. They got the jump on that bear. And so, you know, they made a play at them. But, yep. you know, I just went back to you and I'm like, well, they can't be there every day. Or, well, there's other spots in the range. Like, yep. I just got to keep going in the evenings and we'll turn one up. And here two nights later, you know, you end yep. up arrowing that bear. So, um, exactly. man, it's, oh, uh you were saying like you're off work um 
living in the present moment is so tough in today's day and age and we wait all year for hunting season so you're right like living in that that present moment of i'm here and i'm doing what i enjoy to do Mm -hmm. like in in looking for those animals is is so key and crucial to find success and it it's like um you you really want to embrace the journey like the you know it's fun to harvest animals and that's our goal on every hunt but like you're saying you have to embrace the process you have to enjoy the mountain range that you're backpacking in and enjoy the glassing and the the grit and sleeping in the dirt and the Mm -hmm. you know the you have to enjoy that process because not all hunting is sending perfect arrows there is a lot of days in between perfect i mean you know so many (laughs) yeah it's like there's a lot of days where you're not going to kill there's a lot of hunts where you're not going to kill but you're constantly learning and you're doing what you love and you're getting better at it and you're just giving yourself a chance at success so yeah man i think that's so key but Dude, what a bear last night, man. So pumped oh, just for you. just a giant, just a great big head on him. Just beautiful bear. The yeah. color, if I could pick a color, I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? That He's yeah. he's the color. He's but. he's like a, a chocolate. Yeah. I, he's like, he's not a light chocolate, but he's not a dark chocolate. I know, he's right he's in He's like mix. right in between, and he's got like a dark stripe down his back. Exactly. And then darker yep. legs, and uh, just uh, in beautiful shape too. Oh Great hide. I love it when they're fat in the chest. Like he didn't yep. go skinny in the chest, so he's yep. as wide in the chest as he is the butt. Yep. And then, um, yet uh, not much fat on him. I don't think the bears are real fat coming out of their den. But he did have a nice belly on him, and a, yep. a, he looked real a good. really nice shape. Super on him. healthy looking. Yeah. Great hair. I mean, yeah, he was just he's he was a really good. Uh, mature boar he really was there was no question that he wasn't a boar when we when you first glassed him up honestly the way he moved and like you know those big heavy boars they have like that uh that waddle to him you know mm-hmm. you can just tell what he is so it's pretty freaking cool that's it well our phones are buzzing like crazy it's monday morning yeah we gotta get to work and um get back to some responsibility here but um yeah try to keep after him i know you'll be back down to help and um yeah we'll Try to arrow another one or at least um, have Absolutely. fun doing so. But, dude, deepest congratulations. Yeah. Great bear, man. Great execution on your shot. That was fun to see. Oh, thanks for the help and the opportunity. You gave me the pass on that one. That's pretty pretty cool, man. Yeah. Super fun. We did it. Team effort. So, all right. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right, guys. That's a recording. Um, thanks to Dan for coming on the podcast. Uh, just, um, one of my best hunting buddies and, um, super good human being helped me with my house build. And then, um, man, he's helped me pack out some bears and, um, all kinds of critters, man. We've been on adventures all over. So, um, really fun to see that guy succeed on a great big boar. He, he deserves it more so than anybody, man. He's put so much time and effort into these things and he's hunted this drainage with me for the last 10 years or whatever. Uh, this spot we were at and uh, has never taken a bear out of there. So pretty fun to see him succeed on that. So hope you guys enjoyed it. And um, man, with that, give you some um, promo codes. Just want to thank Stone Glacier. Put in the promo code Eastman's Elevated. Get you free shipping. Uh, Over on Black Ovis, we've got Elevated 10. That'll save you 10% on your order. Eastman's Tag Hub, uh, put in the promo code Brian. That'll get you a free year-long subscription to Mountain Tough Fitness. Brian MDC for the Mule Deer course, save you 10% on that. And, uh, yeah, I also want to thank Savage and um, 
thanks Amberlin for their support of the podcast and uh, thank you guys man uh, thanks so much for the support social media and um, on the podcast listening in each and every week really appreciate it go check out that new podcast Eastman's bow hunting journal uh, podcast edition life of a bow hunter that's where me and Dan Picard can go in depth on some of these different subjects it's on a different feed so you've got to search it wherever you're listening to this podcast and um, yeah please subscribe and um, leave me a review it helps so much with the algorithm and um, yeah I just want to be able to bring you guys uh, this quality information before season and Dan Picard definitely delivers man guy knows his stuff but we bring two different perspectives to the conversation and these podcasts are just full of tips and tactics like overfilling with tips and tactics uh so if you like this podcast you'll love that podcast as well go check it out and man um yeah just keeping busy here construction and um side projects and everything I've got going on. Uh, I'm still trying to get out of Barney construction. It's not an easy process where I just give my two-week notice and definitely want to make sure all these families I support and my partner in Barney construction succeed. So uh, just trying to fulfill my obligations and help out wherever I can. So uh, we've been working around the clock to finish some houses. In fact, I'm handing one off this week, which will be um, huge weight off my shoulders and a, a a big portion off my plate but um in between that and the evenings bear hunting like a madman uh my legs are still a little blown up from uh dan's stock or dan's pack out not too bad but uh definitely feeling it in my quads but uh, i'm gonna get back after these bears as timing's really good right now and been seeing a bunch of them and super fun but um nothing better than seeing your your best hunting buddy succeed so um definitely stoked with that um Man, thanks again, you guys, for the support. I really appreciate you, and uh, we'll just try to keep bringing you these um, these good recordings and and uh, try to further your hunting skill to give you a better chance at success this season and for future seasons and more enjoyment in it. Um, it's like you know, living in those present moments and really enjoying um, uh, the opportunity to go chase these critters around is amazing. So uh, we're fortunate to. Um, to be able to have this game management that we have in the States and things and um, have a place for our passion and a place to push ourselves physically and mentally and uh, something to uh, think about and entertain all our free thoughts. So thanks, you guys. I appreciate you. And with that, I'll check in with you next week.